0: Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with yours truly, Rad Dead 2023 with the beard and swipe right mic on our black metal saga history episode. I know you were curious. That was a little indie band called the Rolling Stones starting us off with a playlist I made of the history of black metal going all the way up until, we'll say... uh, current day. At least two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Do you so, know the uh, Rolling Stones opened a bakery? Called the Rolling Stones?
0: Hmm. Is that true? No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted it to be. That's the thing. I really did. That's the name of my bakery I'm opening up. Oh, really? Right.
1: Interesting. Your baked goods
0: Well, boys, it's the black metal episode, which means we're going to have a little black metal instrumental in the background while we discuss oh god
2: i love this i've been so excited for this episode for you know i think it was early on when you had talked about the concept of the show i was like maybe eventually he's gonna do a black
1: metal Mm -hmm. and i gotta get on that shit (laughs) now now, who's playing in the background here
0: uh currently this band is called white
1: white White metal, which is Christian black metal, metal and black metal is satanic.
0: Salmir. So I will have the playlist and my playlist, my choices on Spotify, linked in the description of the episode. But first and foremost, let's get to the heart of it, folks. Mm-hmm. What is what is black metal? Well, according to Wikipedia. Black metal is an extreme subgenre of heavy metal music. Common traits include fast tempos, a shrieking vocal style, heavily distorted guitars played with tremolo, picking, raw, lo-fi recording, unconventional song structures, and an emphasis on atmosphere. Artists often appear in corpse paint and adopt pseudonyms.
3: But Red
0: Dead, what's a pseudonym? Well, according to the Wikipedia pseudonym... is an alias is a fictitious name that a person or group assumes for a particular purpose which differs from their original or true form or name true form are you a mutant who knows this also differs from a new name that entirely or legally replaces an individual's own Many pseudonym holders use pseudonyms because they wish to remain anonymous. But anonymity is difficult to achieve and often fraught with legal issues. But Randad, what does anonymous mean? (laughs) Anonymity describes situations where the acting person's identity is unknown. Some writers have argued that namelessness, though technically correct, does not capture what is most certainly at stake or more certainly at stake in context of anonymity. The important idea here is that a person be non-identifiable, unreachable, or untrackable. Anonymity is seen as a technique or way of realizing a certain other's values, such as privacy or liberty.
1: Mm -hmm. But Red Dad, what's liberty? What's
3: privacy?
0: (laughs) Swipe right, Mike. (laughs) Well... (laughs) We decided against it when we all downloaded free social media apps and took the Disney Plus CNN vaccine with Bill Gates' human cattle tracker chips in them. So sign up for Free Trial Life at the links below. Okay. Okay, so black metal. Uh, I think that kind of breaks it down, though. I mean, the anonymity and the side tangents and the privacy, that just, you know... That's just me being on my soapbox and having a podcast, but the truth of the matter is, it, it it's a vibe in the music, it's a play style mm-hmm. when it yes. comes to metal, and we're gonna get into more of the bands specifically. Um, we we're gonna play chronologically though, because basically when you go into black metal, there's there's the obvious bands that started it. Mm-hmm. But then there's the ones who really took it as their own, if that makes any sense. Yes. And so, oddly enough, in my history of black metal playlist, the next band that comes up, well, I'm just going to play it for you guys.
2: I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you...
0: You're saying to yourself, I've never heard the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Well, now you are.
1: <laughs> You've been Arthur Brown.
2: This is super influential for a lot of people. Um,
0: oh, right. You got a notification. I did. I know. <laughs> got to turn those off. Anyway. So, what? what is the crazy world of Arthur Brown? Well... an English rock band formed by singer Arthur Brown in 1967, the original band included Vincent Crane on Hammond organ and piano, Drock and on drums, and Nick Greenwood on bass. This early incantation was noted for Crane's organ and brass arrangements and Brown's powerful, wide-ranging, operatic voice. Brown was also notable for his unique stage persona, such as extreme face paint and burning helmet. Their song, Fire, that we are listening to, was released in 1968 as a single, sold over one million copies, and was awarded a gold disc, reaching number one in the UK singles chart. So this guy had some outlandish performances, but what is to note is his influence on the face paint arena.
2: Yeah, he, much like, uh, like Kiss, which I'm sure will to some degree come up, uh he was doing stuff uh with makeup and not not like corpse paint necessarily but he was doing like the white and the black mm-hmm. and had this dominating per- uh persona mm-hmm. on stage like he's he's had influence on so many people uh like Alice Cooper I know it was credited to him uh Rob Zombie mm-hmm.
0: so and you're a pretty big fan of People who put on the uh, like theatrical live performance. Absolutely, a big Kiss fan. will definitely cover Kiss down the road. Yeah, I, I
2: love any band that seeing them live is is a show. A show. <laughs> like you can go to a concert and hear music and stuff, and that's fine. But I like actual performances, a big stage, yeah, like setup and costumes, and that's fun.
1: Would you say like the evolution of the face paint? Would be like Guar or uh, um, Slipknot. Um, oh, Guar definitely before Slipknot. I well, mean, because uh, yeah. they
2: have the full costumes mm-hmm. and they, they they really personify a, a different personality, mm-hmm. different person. Uh, and it's funny because they're
1: from like Mars
2: or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and Dave, uh, the original vocalist, was such a, which he was such a interesting and but like great individual mm-hmm. outside of the band. Yeah.
0: Our next song is from the band Coven, and their single "Dignitaries of Hell." Ooh.
2: But I mean, you could also, to some degree, as far as you know, the face painting and stuff, you could probably, to some degree, put in David Bowie.
3: Mm, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, they continued that theatricalness. Everybody borrows a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's all like a spice pantry that you're sure. from. Coven is an American rock band formed in Chicago in the late 1960s. They had a top 40 hit in 1971 with the song One Tin Soldier that was the theme song of the movie Billy Jack. Kung Fu and Billy Jack.
1: Now that fourth guy in that album cover is that, uh, is that an actual band member or is that just a? Uh, because I, I feel like maybe Nirvana should have done that.
0: That's a Skellington.
1: Yeah, that's oh. yeah.
0: yeah, that's Kurt Cobain.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, <I> was gonna <laughs> say, that's Kurt Cobain. Oh boy, <laughs> he lives. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he lives forever.
0: He would like love all, that joke. Like everybody with art, they do. But Coven was composed of vocalist Esther Jinx Dawson, bassist Greg Oz, Osborne, guitarist Chris Nielsen, keyboardist Rick Durett, later replaced by John Hobbs, and drummer Steve Ross, in addition to pioneering occult rock with lyrics and aesthetics that explicitly dealt in themes of Satanism and witchcraft, they are recognized by metal fans and metal historians as being the band that introduced the sign of the horns to rock, metal, and pop culture. Mmm as seen on their 1969 debut album release that this is from Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls. Josh? We're going, we're going timeline-wise so you know that, you know about where this is. If we're in the, we're going into the 70s? Oh, yeah. Next up on my history of black metal playlist.
1: Oh, yeah. Black Sabbath. Would you consider black Sabbath metal uh, black metal? No. Mm
0: -hmm. Would I consider a core ingredient as far as leading up to and kind of pioneering what became black metal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that there's I mean, you just can't get better than the the matching of Tony Iommi on guitar and Ozzy on the singing. <laughs> Ozzy on the singing. <laughs> the singing.
2: For, fuck Bill Ward and <laughs> yeah, then Geezer Butler. They- and Donnie drums. <laughs> um,
0: Hold on. Just let it. Just, let it consume you. It. Let's start a band. <laughs> I mean, that's the cry of like all 70s, 60s, late 60s, early 70s kids. And it's just Ozzy's go to. Like, I'll just say, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Between Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, when it comes to the metal origins and all that sort of thing, Ozzy just has so much more that I think he paints lyrically. Zeppelin is without a shadow of doubt, not a metal band. No. But this ties into the foundation of what becomes black metal later on as far as the core just Writing good riffs and jamming and rocking the fuck out.
2: I think you're forgetting the one big, big thing. The biggest thing that contributed to what would eventually become black metal is the um, the lyrics, um, and that starts well, right from the get go with Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath by right. Black Sabbath. <laughs> because it's it's. Hey, a what dark was that song. album called? Uh, Blork it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the AI version of it. You're right. <laughs> hey Chad GBT, write me a new black Sabbath record. Uh yeah, because that song, it's about this presence and it's dark, it's evil. The the, the guitar riff itself um, is just is also dark and evil sounding. Mm-hmm. And that's it's that that mojo that translates ultimately into black metal. Mm-hmm.
0: For oh, sure. Yeah. But you're right, the, the lyrics definitely play a big part into it, and that's really something that you can't mistake. I mean Thanks geezer butler. Everything everything toes the line, you know? When it comes to 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 metal, there's either you're super serious or you're super silly. Mm-hmm. Some of it, I feel like most of it, should should hopefully go in the middle. Take your serious moments, you know, write your Write your "For Whom the Bell Tolls" and all your your ones and your. I'm, I know I'm American. I'm leaning more Metallica, my bad. <laughs> but also, just fucking write a, write a killer riff.
2: You look at the uh, best examples. Look at Guar. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You could have cover a song. yourself in
0: purple alien mucusy cum. You could yep, have a song exactly. like
2: "Fish Fuck." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you could have a,
2: a more serious song like "Immortal Corruptor. That is like, as far as any musician is concerned, you look at that like this is fucking solid, great riffs, double bass drums. What's there not to love? Mm -hmm.
0: True. No, I, I. To me, rock is hanging with your buddies, having having a good old hang, smoking down, drinking some, arms in the air, shades on, summer breeze, chilling out. Yeah, it's community. Yeah. Next up. Oh, fuck yeah. Love this song. If there's one guy who lives and breathes hard rock. Oh, the total life. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to have to do a whole episode
2: on. <laughs> oh, God. I'm all about a Motorhead episode, <laughs> dude. And this song shreds. fun fact about this song is um so lemmy and i can't remember the other band members names uh the guitar player they were showing up to practice or something and the drummer had just learned how to do double bass stuff and they like he they walked in and he was doing this drum beat and they're like that's awesome he's just like i'm gonna i'm just screwing things
0: up here yeah. Like I'm just uh, having a real goof of a time here and <laughs> Guys, I can't get my leg to stop doing the hit thing. I'm nervous. My my leg keeps shaking uncontrollably. I gotta pee, guys. This is my sign to you guys. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Piss on your instruments. <laughs> okay.
1: That's why all the
2: false Sorry, endings me. of this song make him even more pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we can't do another goddamn guitar solo, man. Uh, Lemmy said we would. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We should so, really be
2: naming all these these tracks.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. So this is Overkill from Motorhead. Motorhead were an English rock band formed in London in 1975 by bassist and lead vocalist Lemmy Kilmeister. I've never said his last name out loud. I've always just called him Lemmy. I think it's Kilmeister? Kilmeister. Thank you, Josh. Guitarist Larry Wallace and drummer Lucas Fox. Lemmy was also the primary songwriter and only constant member. The band are often considered as a precursor to the new wave of British heavy metal, which re energized heavy metal in the late 70s and early 80s. Though several guitarists and drummers have played in Motorhead, most of their best selling albums and singles feature drummer Phil Filthy Animal Taylor and guitarist fast Eddie Clark. I love the names. <laughs> So if you have a band, make sure you guys have cool nicknames. Just like in the podcast, we always come up with nicknames.
1: My nickname is my real nickname.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Motorhead released 23 studio albums, 10 live recordings, 12 compilation albums, and 5 EPs over a career spanning 40 years. Usually a power trio, they had particular success in the early 80s with several successful singles in the UK Top 40 chart. The albums Overkill, Bomber, Ace of Spades, and particularly the live album No Sleep Till Hammersmith cemented Motorhead's reputation as a top-tier rock band. The band are ranked number 26 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. As of 2016, the band has sold more than 50 million albums worldwide. Rest in peace, Lemmy.
2: Good God, what Should a have died like 20 years earlier because of his lifestyle. Love the man.
0: I do too, and he's the guy that you're like, you're working out, and he shows up with a six-pack and a cigarette hanging out of his lip, and you're like, what are you... And then he proceeds to do more push-ups than you. Yeah,
1: That, was, push a car that used with to be you dick. without yeah. the push-ups. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just just take out the
1: weight. Six, six, six two two and a cigarette. And be like, smoking beer and drinking cigarettes.
2: Unlike <laughs> everybody else who drinks water, he's just like, I'm a Jack Daniels.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought I could live like Lemmy. Turns out, I couldn't. Uh, no, Motorhead's future episode, promise. Next up is Angel Witch with the song White Witch. Now, I'm putting us firmly into the... I'm sticking in the area of basically in the UK because this is another English heavy metal band. <coughs> now, I, what I didn't say about Motorhead is that they their play style plays to the faster, aggressive, thrashy kind of sound. Um, what Angel Witch is doing is sh- showcasing that higher, mm-hmm. yes, the higher vocals. The band formed originally under the name of Lucifer, uh, of guitarist and vocalist Kevin... Okay, so under the name of Lucifer, of guitarist and vocalist Kevin Hayburn, guitarist Rob Downing, drummer Steve Jones, bassist Barry Clements, Lucifer split... And Steve Jones joined Bruce Dickinson to form Speed. The remnants of Lucifer became Angel Witch, with the exceptions of Clements, who was replaced by Kevin Riddles, <laughs> the Batman villain, Steve <laughs> Jones, this. who was replaced by Steve Coleman the following year... Rob Downing left the band, so they had limited chart success in a brief record deal. But basically, in 1980, Bronze Records picked up the band, and they soon proceeded to record and release their debut album, self-titled *Angel Witch*. The album. This album is considered one of the most notable from the new wave of British heavy metal. And again, this this showcases that higher register. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you meet, and I know at. I feel bad not having TJ on this because he could definitely talk more about vocal stylings.
1: Yeah, he's catching waterfalls right now. I know,
0: he's catching waterfalls and succeeding in life with the new Dead Me single, which you should listen to. Hell yeah, it's awesome. And we've been supporting and will continue to support the man as he continues to be an awesome, awesome dude.
1: Also, um... Well, with that higher register, I think you're almost like borderline getting into power metal at that point yes absolutely
0: yeah we were called lucifer but not anymore we're an angel and a witch (laughs) i can't figure out what i am so
3: i'll be both
0: (laughs) anyway yeah just an interesting man uh band to mention on the trajectory of leading into the 80s especially because things are about to get crazy when it comes to black metal now give them hell by which find spelled with a y it, see before Corn, ladies and gentlemen, there were other bands that like to do silly things with names.
2: Wait, 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 wait! What would you call the band? Witchfind? I'm pretty sure it would be Witchfiend. Witchfiend. Oh yeah. Okay,
0: no. I guess I get my here. Take my black metal card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this song is is awesome though. It's called, like I said, "Give Them Hell." Witchfiend. Give them hell. And again, you've got the. You've got the high register y vocals. It's another English heavy metal band. Very black Sabbath sounding. A little bit. Yeah. And I like, like, don't get me wrong, I love all variations of metal, but like I love this specifically a lot. Like that chugga-chugga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the Got My Coffee. Gonna g- g- sit g- g- down, g- g-
3: drop g- a goose.
0: G- 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 <laughs> there it goes.
3: I've left my
0: mark! Time to deliver the mail. I'm a mail prostitute, (laughs) (laughs) and the mark was in my underwear. These guys are from Chesterfield, Derbyshire, England. Nice little screech there. Something I can appreciate, but they definitely play. There was a lot of music going on in this area again. More of that heavy, 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 but getting a little bit more, adding a little spice here and there. And, Josh, would you say
2: this I, you is give the entrance? You're like, <laughs> oh, I know. You
0: know what you're about to do to me. I know. Would you say that if we're going to talk about black metal, this would be a band we'd have to start with? Oh, yes. Yes. Just
2: a little indie band called Venom. Yeah, this is, this to me, when you talk about black metal, this is the official, like, it's here. Venom
0: is the start of black metal. Now, Venom. Sticking with the English heavy metal. This is an English heavy metal band formed in Newcastle in 1978. Coming to prominence toward the end of the new wave of British heavy metal, Venom's first two albums, Welcome to Hell, yeah. which this is taken from, and the title <laughs> track.
2: <laughs> I mean, when we talked about doing this show, I'm like,
0: you better have Welcome to Hell. like that's,
3: that's, Oh, that's hey, I teed so it up good. for you,
0: brother. They also had an album in 1982, namely called Black Metal. The title of this episode, wow! R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that's so, that's well, when nice. the chair freaks out. You said the word! Ah, black Metal! <laughs> but it's true. Black Metal are, uh, <laughs> these are considered major influences on thrash metal and extreme metal in general. No, maybe you mentioned some Pee Wee Herman in a, <laughs> in a fucking black metal <laughs>
3: You'd have been great.
0: In a high voice. Their second album proved influential enough that its title was used as the name of the black metal genre. As a result, Venom were part of the early wave of the genre, along with Merciful Fate
1: and Bathory. Yes. We're going at a breakneck speed here. That's true. Now,
0: what was happening in America, you say? Oh, another goofy little band. Oh, I don't know. There was an American band called
2: Celtic Frost. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I, I, I. It's bad when I have the the itinerary. No, Slayer. This is Slayer from their no, first album. this is me. <laughs> okay, Slayer was an American thrash metal band from Huntington Park, California, formed in 1981. This is from their 1983 debut, by the way. Formed in 1981 by guitarists Kerry King and Jeff Hannerman, drummer Dave Lombardo, and bassist vocalist Tom Araya, Slayer's fast and aggressive... Musical style made them one of the big four bands of thrash metal, alongside Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Is Slayer- this Hello I
2: can't remember for sure. The early, early Slayer—I didn't listen to a lot of.
0: No, this is uh, Show No Mercy. Okay. This song is called "The Antichrist."
2: Yeah, this the. Um, they didn't really stick around to this specific style. Uh, very long Because it's only like the first few records Once they get to like Rain and Blood That's when it's like There's a shift where it's like Okay, this is heavy, heavy metal Like thrash But not necessarily death metal
0: I get that I did just want to mention what, what was going on stateside Meanwhile, we also had the Satanic Panic During this time So mm-hmm. bands generally And not to say Like black metal never really had Like a top 40 hit
2: Right, but you, like, the thing is, is in the stateside you had Slayer, you had Metallica, um, M- Metallica with Kill 'Em All. Um, Anthrax was right around the corner too, if not at the, about the same time. Yes. So there was there was some heavy stuff happening,
1: but not quite like it was in Europe. Also, Satanic Panic, uh, Conspiracy Therapy, right?
0: Yes, we did a in series of it in the archives. Check it out. Check it out. It's
1: still up there, right?
0: Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. nice. Well, let's go Swiss. Get ourselves some Swiss cheese and listen to a little band called Provolone. <laughs>
3: Hellhammer
0: with Triumph of Death. Mm. Sounds, Sounds like, like a... my cat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, that's how I live my daily life. This is my attitude every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your furry, you're a cat. <laughs> Hellhammer was a Swiss metal band from Nordsendorf, active from 1982 to 1984. Although the band's sound and style were heavily criticized and poorly reviewed during their active years, they have been widely praised in retrospect and are often regarded as a key influence on black metal. In June 1984, Hellhammer disbanded, but two of its members soon formed the influential... That's me in the morning. <laughs> no, that's Casey. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. No, just kidding. <laughs> These members Bridget's
3: soon... I point.
0: I met... love you. That's true. I do love you, Casey. <laughs> members soon formed the influential extreme metal band... Celtic Frost, so good.
2: You start seeing the big difference, especially with with drumming. Yes, it's more intense. It's more like punk drumming.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, even the vocals is more punky. Yes, for sure. This if anything that
2: that's something I mean maybe a lot of black metal fans would disagree with, but it's like it does take a lot of influence from uh, punk music. Mm-hmm. The speed
1: more than anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I this band obviously we hit on them during the Nirvana episode because they had that tape that was stuck and they were just listening to like yeah. Celtic Frost and that played a big kind of When it came to their debut record, yeah,
2: Um, this kind of drumming is is the poo-poo cat. Like it's poo-poo cat, poo-poo cat, poo -poo cat, poo-poo cat. cat, cat, cat.
0: (laughs) Is that how you talk to your drummer at practice? Can you do a couple of poo-poo cats? That's exactly how I do. Like I need a
2: poo cat, poo-poo cat.
0: fourth time do a poo-poo-poo-poo cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's a sound bite. I'll just have to edit it. But yes, perfect. The poo-poo cats. So Celtic Frost was a Swiss extreme metal band from Zurich. They are remembered by uh, for having their strong influence on the development of several varieties of extreme metal and for their avant-garde approach to music more generally. Mm-hmm. In June 1984, guitarist and vocalist Thomas Gabriel Fisher and bassist Martin Eric Ayn Formed Celtic Frost after terminating the band Hellhammer a month prior. Celtic Frost's debut record, Morbid Tales, was then released in November of the same year. This was followed by the full length studio rec- records to Megatheron and into the pandemonium in 1987 these releases are generally considered canonical to the legacy of the band's influence on extreme metal genres each of them contains samples of avant-garde composition though into the pandemonium in particular is notable for its idiosyncratic style and experimentation with musical boundaries beyond heavy metal oh man so oh man i know we what's
2: coming
0: up next mentioned catholic soon. Or, Catholic. We didn't talk about Catholics and we won't. But uh, well. we talked about Celtic Frost. Now it's time to get into the band that a lot of them say is fundamentally just as important and that's Bathory. is so good. Now immediately I can tell a difference in that lo-fi.
2: Gee, I wonder what this was influenced by. Maybe some uh, lady in the 16, 17-some-odd hundreds. Future episode. Oh, Elizabeth Bathory. That's a a person who's had a lot of uh, influence on heavy metal and black metal.
0: Yes. There's like every... Every country has a band called Elizabeth Bathory or Bathory. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, there's nobody that has Bathory, right? Right, sure. We don't need to Google that, right? Right, sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, cause even metal. Like, uh,
2: I'm sure they're on the list, but Cradle of Filth has Bathory Aria, which is uh, one of their records.
0: <laughs> Actually, they're not on mine. What? I know. But we do I needed to I needed to exclude A few things Because I was, This was going to go For 17 <laughs> days
2: Listen,
1: Disappointed
0: If you love Josh Follow him on Spotify
2: Just search, search <laughs> All they're going to see Is like Oh he listens to Placemo and Taylor Swift <laughs> This guy's not a metal he- Oh shit Now hey, he's listening to More metal. Taylor Swift
0: <laughs> We did just have A Taylor Swift party Hey man I love you It's awesome Also, going on while Bathory's going on uh, Oh, I should mention a few things Bathory abandoned the black metal sound for their fifth record, Hammerheart The book Lords of Chaos described Bathory's first four albums as the blueprint for Scandinavian black metal Acts influenced by their early records include Mayhem, Burzum, Darkthrone, Gorgoth, Satyricon, Emperor, Dark Funeral, Enslaved, Immortal, Marduk, not Marmaduke, <laughs> Moon Sorrow and Dimmu Borgir. Oh Although I would love to start a black metal band called
3: Marmaduke.
0: Don't. <laughs> <laughs> and just do, have do it Garfield. Be a, just Or <laughs> Garfield and just lay down a bunch of sticks and be like that's our emblem. <laughs> Seriously. Sticks and lasagna. There sticks you and go. lasagna. <laughs> Just a picture of my cat eating breadsticks actually. <laughs> and record it with a mic that's right in my butt. Um <laughs> meanwhile in America <laughs> <laughs> these guys kick in there I, I didn't know we're listening to you too <laughs> uh, Bono played a big influence in black metal
1: sounds like Apocalyptica <laughs> songs. right <starting> yeah <laughs> I saw them live they were amazing they did a bunch of Metallica covers oh yeah and-
0: I can talk shit all I want all day on some metal bands, and I can get loved, loved, heard about Metallica occasionally. God, their first couple records are just awesome. Mm-hmm. Master of Puppets is great. This is perfect, just thrashy, loud as hell in your car. It's aggression. Yeah.
2: This makes you want to go and like lift weights or lift up breadsticks
0: or something. <laughs> to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I get it. American metal, heavy metal band, Metallica, formed in 1981 in L.A. by vocalist and guitarist James Hetfield and drummer Lars Ulrich. So Lars Ulrich... Basically, was their the band's fast tempos, instrumentals, and aggressive musicmanship made them one of the founding big four bands of thrash metal, alongside Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer, as mentioned before. Metallica's current lineup compromises founding members and primary songwriters Hetfield and Ulrich, longtime lead guitarist Kirk Hammett, and bassist Robert Trulio. Guitarist Dave Mustaine, who formed Megadeth after being fired from Metallica, and bassist Ron McGovney, Cliff Burton, and Jason Newstead are former members of the band. Are you a pretty big Metallica fan? Uh, The first
2: first four or five records are are solid. Solid metal records. Uh, Once they got to like... Um the Black album is I, I know I'm sounding like that guy. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say
1: uh, Black Album's the last good album.
2: Oh, I don't even like the Black album. Oh, you didn't really like that? Oh, no. Shit. Uh the last album I really liked by them was Injustice for All. But there was something about especially uh the drum sound uh during that record that I loved Lars' sound. Yeah. Um I like his big teeny snare. He does a lot of poop cats. A lot of poo-poo cats
3: <laughs> Poo-poo cat, poo-poo cat poo cat,
2: poo-poo cat, poo cat Poo-poo cat, poo cat.
3: <laughs> cat, cat,
2: cat Poo-poo cat Yes! This This is why I'm here
3: <laughs>
0: This right here I feel like now we're really in the main. Now, I mean, yes Bathory, yes, I get it But now I really feel like I'm listening to black metal
2: Yep mm-hmm.
0: This is mayhem. Yes! If you've never heard of mayhem, I don't know, maybe you're living under a rock and you're a fan of music, but this is
1: such a story. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, Obviously, Lords of
0: Chaos, uh, check it out. It There's has, documentaries uh, online that you can watch.
1: Yeah, they had that movie come out. I that think it I've, was also called Lords of Chaos.
0: It starred one of the Colkins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That was a... Messed up movie. <laughs>
0: it's a very fucked up movie. <laughs> it's a very fucked up movie. for a very
1: fucked up band. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, we can get into Varg Vikernes, but like, there's some mythology behind it, and everything that happened is well documented. But on the basis of just discussing kind of what they did, it was a Norwegian black metal band formed in Langus in 1984. They were one of the founders of the Norwegian black metal scene. And their music has strongly influenced the black metal genre. Man's mm-hmm. early career was highly controversial primarily due to the notorious live performances. And I heard about these. Some of the pig's head getting thrown into the audience. I mean, they, had, they would get pig's heads, stick them on stakes in the front of the stage, and then out of the 25 people that showed up to the venue, they'd cut half of them off just by throwing pig's heads out there. They're like, they didn't want to hear our music. Fuck.
1: They stole that from Ozzy Osbourne and we bit that bat's head off. I mean... Now, I'm, I'm just fucking around with that, but maybe not. There, now, I think the mayhem was before yeah, no, that. Was, I was before that. But um,
0: we're talking late 80s. There's like a show in like 1989 that's like super... Because also at the time, they had a singer who literally thought he was dead. His name was dead. And then he painted himself with corpse paint and would cut himself and then shoot blood out of the audience. And the... 20 people that were there were like, no, don't do that. Don't do it. No, no, no. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm dead.
1: And then
2: he became And dead. he would also huff um, <laughs> dead animals out of crow. a bag. He
0: kept a crow in a bag.
2: Yeah, like, and he just would huff it before going out on stage. I want to smell like the death. Uh, he was, he, I have
0: the death in my nose.
2: He, he was onto something, I mean, besides the psychiatric health that he actually needed, um... He, he is the one who transformed Mayhem from a, like, a metal band that was just had prospects of like, oh, we want to do stuff to like, he brought, he's the reason why they got big.
1: Yeah. He took uh, it from like, underground to.
2: Yeah. Like, and what, what it's he because means. of the little things. Like, he was the first one to be, to do corpse paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, his stage shows were insane. Like, those were actual pig heads on yeah. the stage, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, this so, is
1: this is metal. Like like when I think black metal, this like, is where you go. To. This is yeah. this is my core where I go to, and, and then it just kind of like spirals at that spirals up at that point.
2: Right. Have you ever have you ever actually seen the uh, album cover for the live record? No, I don't think so. Um, when dead, he committed suicide by shotgun to the head, Euronymous uh, The guitar player of the band took took a a Polaroid picture of him with the shotgun and Mm -hmm. everything, and then used that as an
1: album cover. He also took a piece of his skull, right? And like made a necklace out of it or something? Yeah, for everybody in the band. It's pretty fucked
3: up.
0: (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's Sarcophago. Sarcophago, a Brazilian thrash metal band formed in 1982. They were fronted by Sepultura's original singer, Wagner lemonnier This album, this is the song, Inri, from the album, Inri, their debut. It's regarded as a great influence on black metal's corpse paint style makeup. This is considered one of the first wave albums that helped shape the genre. It's also... Sarcophago.
2: ...around this time, because it, it started with... With mayhem
0: and I I know I could go on for mayhem on and on about mayhem no you know what I want you to keep going um if you if you want to talk there's 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 so many and I' I'll, I'll chime in with kind of the next couple bands we've got a few like literally there's like 10 12 more
2: yeah um, with mayhem they were there was so much about them that and you can I would I would recommend seeing the movie Lords of Chaos even though it is played up by Hollywood to a certain degree Mm -hmm. but they were the band and it was um, it was when we started seeing the the church burnings that was so so big in the early 90s you know they were going to these churches that were hundreds of years old and burning them down and it was the members of Mayhem that were behind it
1: yeah and was it was it like for like Satan because it it was a satanic kind of they started out with satanic like cult-ish kind of uh, views, yeah, and then they got out of that a little bit. Is, is that right? I wanna
0: I wanna mention that the doc of that is really really good, other than the movie, is until the light takes us. It's from 2010. It's on YouTube for free. You can find it. Yes, there's there's actually this is Tormentor by the way. This song is called Elizabeth Bathory. Oh boy, what a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's
2: the, there's a lot of different documentaries you can watch about. Um, Norwegian black metal and specific but then there's the ones that hone in on Mayhem and there's a couple that I've seen that are really good and that one from 2010 that Ryan talked about is, is very good mm-hmm. but then there's also some that are horrible it's like they, they took the DIY of like the Norwegian black metal scene like hey we're gonna make this as low quality as possible and have it it's just bad Yeah. so um God. Yeah, we could we could easily do a mayhem episode. I mean And we, we have for conspiracy therapy. Woo! I think that was
1: Lords of Chaos. Like, right? Lords yeah. of Chaos is the is the movie. Right, right. With I can, uh, oh, I thought Kieran McCulkin,
0: I believe. McCulkin, yeah. Uh Tormentor is a Hungarian black metal band formed in nineteen eighty six in Budapest. They recorded their first album. Anno Domni in 1988, but were unable to release it until the end of communist rule in Hungary. The album reached Norway through the tape-trading community following the suicide of Per Olin, a.k.a. Dead, from Mayhem. Uh, Mayhem invited... Attila Sahar S- 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 from Tormentor to join the band. He ha- he was to perform the vocals on The Mysterious Don Santhus. Tormentor split up in 1991. After a long break, they reformed and released the more experimental Recipe Ferum through Avant-Garde Music in 2001.
2: I promise I'm off my mayhem shit. No, you're not. This is this. This
0: song is called, like I said, "Elizabeth Bathory" from *Anno Domini*, and it is part of the playlist I have.
1: Are you going to make that playlist shareable? Yes. Nice.
2: Oh, this! Ah, this, this is Sesame is a, Street band.
0: <laughs> oh, animal. No, this is blasphemy. With full an angel of doom. This is a Canadian black metal band.
3: How can they be so angry? <laughs> you drop my syrup. You spill my love bad blue. You drop my until you I hate dough. Just- too- too- is a ho
0: Canadian black metal band based in Vancouver formed in 1984 (laughs) the band released a demo titled Blood Upon the Altar in 1989 and their debut album Fallen Angel of Doom the following year through Wild Rags a record label they had signed to while touring the US their second full full-length studio album was 1993 Gods of War released through Osmos Production what's this? Productions. I was listening to it for a second. Oh. The song. Sounded like somebody stepped on a (laughs) echo pedal. (laughs) Leave it in! Uh Blasphemy also took part in the Fuck Christ tour and toured through Europe with Immortal and Rotting Christ. Kinda like this.
1: I like the vocals. Yeah.
0: TJ can do that. Hi TJ. My brother's been doing scream vocals, too, for the new Fidekin. Yeah. It's really good. He's getting really high, too. <laughs> yeah, I anyway, somebody who can hit those lows and somebody who can hit those highs. And James can definitely hit the lows. Yeah, have you seen Fidekin yet? No. I gotta take you. Next up, what many consider to be the all-time high... For black metal, the Dark Throne. A Norwegian black metal band from Kolbolten Akrusius formed in 1986 as a death metal band named Black Death. In 1991, Dark Throne embraced a black metal style influenced by Bathory and Celtic Frost became one of the leading bands in the Norwegian black metal scene. Their first three black metal albums, A Blaze in the Northern Sky, Under a Funeral Moon, and Transylvanian Hunger, are often dubbed the Unholy Trinity. They are considered the peak of the band's career and to be among the most influential albums in black metal. I can just
2: picture Larry right now going like, Duh!
0: Duh! (laughs) This production! A Blaze in the Northern Sky is the one that I constantly saw black metal guys put on the top, top, top. Along yes. with Bathory and, uh, like I, we mentioned, Celtic Frost and Mayhem. This is... The, the Is there a kick? Oh, there it is. I hear it. Just sounds like sizzle s- cymbals. Yeah. But I'm a bit of a production guy, so don't bother... Don't, don't bother sending your hate mail to me. Everybody has different opinions. Your opinions matter just as much as mine. But these guys rule. I dig it. This is good workout music.
1: <laughs> Planet Fitness.
0: <laughs> if you're working out and it's World War One and you're...
1: Yeah,
2: come on, truches. Planet Fitness. We don't want to hear Rihanna or Bruno Mars anymore.
3: Yeah.
0: poop cat poop cat poop poop cat you'll never unhear cat. it no i can poop
3: cat poop cat
1: i think the further you get into uh, this genre with like just with the uh, screaming and uh growling and what have you like a lot of it can sound very similar different bands can sound very similar
2: there's very there are few that can stand out and true. Uh, Somebody decided
0: not to put it on the list, but Danny Filth Mm. has a very recognizable voice. Look, if we're going to do just my I, so that's the thing i had to i had to step aside and let the the research do the guiding when it came to this playlist right and honestly cradle of filth just didn't really come up very much in like people's favorites and like recommended a lot of that's going to be because there's a
2: lot of fans that have not liked the general direction the band has gone like the beginning is one thing because it's it has that low quality for the first few records um but, but then it's like they really like midian and stuff
0: that's when it's like the production was started to get there and it was fucking solid ooh midian that reminds me of the movie nightbreed Clive Barker's nightbreed you should watch it it's a great horror movie hmm.
2: that's a plug yes. uh but then yeah <laughs> later on
0: it's like it's it's like they got into the
2: 2000s and then they their their sound did change so, there's a lot of people that are like, mm, not what they used to be. No.
0: Not my
3: cradle, of filth.
0: <laughs> this is more the cradle of poo poo cat. <laughs> Next up, dissection. <laughs> See, I can get behind this production.
1: Yeah, I love Mark. the guitars in this.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. It's a Swedish extreme metal band from Strongstad formed in 1989 by guitarist, vocalist, and main songwriter, John Nadzfeld. Now... Despite a number of lineup changes, Dissection released The Somber Lane in 1993 and Storm of the Lights Bane in 1995 before splitting up in 1997 due to Nilsfeld's imprisonment for complicity in the murder of Joseph Madur. Anyways, after his release,
3: <laughs> Nilsfeld reformed
0: the band in 2004 with new members who he felt could stand behind and live up to the demands of Dissection's satanic concept. They released their third and final full-length album, Reich Reinkaus in April 2006 before disbanding that June. Novoselt said that he had reached the limitations of the music as a tool for expressing what I want to express for myself and the handful of others that I care about. Two months later, Novoselt committed suicide with a gun inside a circle of lit candles in his apartment in Hasselby. Brutal. But I dig the production in this. And that is Black Horizon off of their debut. The Somber Lane. No black metal episode is complete without. Oh. The Death Star will be fully operational. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's Emperor!
2: emperor is good
1: they're very good i never heard of emperor really yeah i'm sorry
0: dang emperor is a a norwegian black metal band formed in 1991 regarded as highly influential by critics and emerging black metal bands the group split up in 2001 But reunited from 2005 to 2007 for a few festival dates and brief U.S. tours. Again reunited in 2013 and 2014, Emperor Reformed for the third time in 2016. The group was founded by Ishan, Guitar Vocal, and Samoth. Drums. It as well. We can't talk about black metal without talking about Varg again.
2: Oh, like I said, we could easily do a mayhem episode.
3: Yeah. And the birth
0: my mayhem shit. And the birth of basically your uh, atmospheric
3: mm-hmm. metal.
2: Uh, yeah, atmospheric, uh, almost symphonic at times. Yeah. Um,. Synth metal, yeah, like he he was the guy is, is very good when it comes to music.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Varg Vikernes began making music in 1988 with the band Kala The following year, <laughs> the name was changed to high after the creatures from J.R.R. Tokens' The Lord of the Rings, yes. In 1990 and 91, Vikernes played guitar for the death metal band Old Funeral, which also consisted of members who would later form the band Immortal. He appears on the Old Funeral EP Devoured Carcass. Vikernes left Old Funeral in 91 to concentrate on creating his own musical visions. He had a short-lived project called Satanel along Abbath Doom Occulta. He then began a solo project under the name Burzum. The word Burzum means darkness in the black speech, a language crafted by token.
1: The black speech. Mm-hmm. All right. I like this, too. <laughs> What's up, Josh?
0: Yeah. It's it's good music for wandering in the woods, picking your nose, flicking it at squirrels, <laughs> and just... Drop I, that nut on me, you dick! He did a good. He he's a talented musician. Anybody who would play this for me, like Mm -hmm. I know, I know.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love this. I love atmospheric uh, metal. I'm so conflicted on this
0: guy. (laughs) I know, but it's like we kind of know things about Michael Jackson
1: too. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. we have
0: to say, hey, the guy was good at what he did.
1: Yes, Uh, some things. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call this
2: right now. Yeah. To save everybody the pain, there's gonna be a mayhem episode. Yeah, at some point that we're gonna have to do because Josh is taking over the
1: podcast.
0: It's okay. God it's okay. I get dang. it. You have a lot to say, and we're just we're hitting on the fact that there are a huge black metal influence. That, yes, it changed the direction of many bands. Many bands wouldn't have gone this way, and I think Burzum, for what he did and the impact that it had, is important to mention in the long scheme of things. It's essentially a solo act, and for anybody who's done things on their own. Props to you. If there's anything like if you if you have a musical vision, go out there. There's a YouTube video that, that can help you learn how to set up recording. Get a focus right. Get it in your face. No, nowadays guitar. it's
2: it's it's very, very doable. Even if you're just a guitar player, you can you can write your own music. And I mean I know Ryan, you and I both have done that. We've written complete songs on our own and did, yeah. you know,
0: everything on it. We do it. On a weekly basis, I spend, yeah. Every week, I learn something new—a new little knob to turn, a new little effect to try out. And Josh that, sends me presets that he finds. Like he's like, "Here, I got the Gojira presets." I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah!" Sounds like it's, a billy badass. As
0: simple
2: as hearing uh, your guitar sound a little bit different, that you're like, you start noodling around, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's a cool riff!" And then before you know it, you have a whole song.
0: True. Now, we're already at an hour here, fellas. So, I'm not going to go through the entire playlist. You're going to have to click on it in the link description. You're
1: going to name some honorable mentions.
0: But I'm going to start to go into some some of my favorite stuff. I will say... Fucking burst.
3: (laughs) There's another band called Summoning
0: that's excellent. But now we're going to start to get closer to modern day. And I think you can't go wrong... When it goes into the term, and it, when you go avant garde and you go atmospheric and you go intense, you can't get any better than Blut Os Nord. I thought you were gonna say Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> now, this is a French black metal band. From Montville, Calvados.
1: Yeah, i have seen a French accent though.
0: Uh, ah, <laughs> Blue Das Nord <laughs> yes. There it is. <laughs> uh, these guys are fucking rad and dark as shit. Like, this is the darkest band on this entire list. And this is their this is taken literally from their debut. I'm pretty sure. I wanna make sure.
2: I love black metal drums.
0: This is from the Damn. album "The Work Which yep. Transforms God," which is one of the coolest names for an album I've ever heard. This song is called "The Choir of the Dead." It's on the playlist. It's from an album that came out in two thousand three. It's not their debut. Their debut is "Ultima Thule." They are very French, very <laughs> avant-garde. Oh, uh, we play guitars with the baguettes. And they have since <laughs> they have since disbanded. But, uh, so incorporates industrial elements in its music the like, very dissonant sounding yeah that those chords sound unnatural like i almost feel for the guitar player like is that working out for you he's like i like the pain i like the pain <laughs> so it began as a solo project under the name vlad in 1993 he released two demos vins vins uh, released two demos before changing the project's name in 1994 to Blut als Nord before the release of Ultima Thule in 1995. The next three albums were recorded with the aid of session musicians. It is only recently that the group has made any permanent members apart from Vindisval. The project's most critically acclaimed release, from which you're hearing, The Work Which Transforms God, a concept album which in spite of being mostly instrumental with none of the lyrics made public, is meant to challenge the listener's prejudices and preconceptions about reality and various metaphysical subjects. The album was named by Terrorizer Magazine as one of its top ten albums of 2003. So far, Vindesval has only allowed the lyrics from which from one of Bluthaus Nord's full-length releases, Memoria Vetsval 1, Blut, I'm sorry, Memoria Vetsval, Tusta One to be made public, according to journalist Avi Pichon, Blut Aus Nord are responsible, perhaps more so than any band, for the most recent evolution within black metal. 2003, the work which transforms God introduced us to the warped, collapsing mutation of black hole metal. Nowadays, also called shoegazing black metal.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. <laughs> yeah, you like the black gaze. I love black gaze and uh, what, what, what? What did Ryan say? Black black gaze and uh black language. What was that? <laughs> so, <laughs> black vocals. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Black metal vocals. No. Black speak. I black think. speak. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. With, I love with the black gaze and the black speak. I, I love it. Hey man, you gotta type. It's alright. Yeah, I do.
0: I wanted to read too because I got this. This band was a suggestion from my black metal loving friend, Zach McCormick, who also has a Twitch channel. If anybody wants to hit check him out, he's great. He does a lot of he does a lot of stuff on Twitch and he's always trying to raise money for charity. As it turns out, black metal fans or metal heads mm-hmm. and horror loving Horror fans, great people are some of the greatest people
2: on yes, the planet. Uh, it's true, I'll, I'll always tell people that when I met the band Behemoth, Ooh. um, Nurgle, uh, he was the kindest musician I think I've ever met in my life. He mm-hmm. took me backstage, gave me a drumstick, gave me some guitar picks, and like, I was like, Oh, how do you do the thing in that one song? And he's like, Oh,
0: that's easy. It's like this, <laughs> and, like super cool dude. Like, and the whole band was. I apologize for my pronunciations if you're just here to listen to us talk about black metal, but I want to wanna read from what my friend Zach said. He said, my strongest suggestion this is in regards to covering black metal as I don't see it on my list, and I included it as you hear here would be Blut aus Nord Black metal is black metal at the end of the day, but there's something so astounding about Blut aus Nord The work which transforms God took them from black metal to this unheard of, avant-garde approach which still is untouched in my eyes, which they practice to this day. Their 777 trilogy is a hypnotizing collection of tracks that flows as one nasty, otherworldly journey. Prepare yourself if you check out... We're going to just call them B-A-N. It's a lot... But the payout is so good. The closest band I could consider them to is Death Spell Omega, who is on this list as well, who are just a, a tonal and exhausting to absorb, but in a very good way.
2: Zach is a he's a well worded man. He is. And yes, I that Listening to that track, it was like it did something, yeah, like I, I want to check out more because it was like it was so different and interesting,
0: it's like well, the first time I heard Chelsea Wolf, who's not on this list, but is definitely black metal adjacent, so like my brother and I said we were going to do a new metal adjacent episode, Black metal's going to get its own adjacent episode because we will talk about Cradle of filth and Chelsea Wolf <sighs> and like too speaking of Death Spell Omega, here they are. <laughs> Whoa, what a quink-a-dink. Guitar's tuned to Z. <laughs> Cannot see what string I'm hitting, and I'm running around, and I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the album artwork for this song, which is called Sola Feed One, oh, that's it looks wow. like Quato from Total Recall with angel wings. And it's Quato's
1: got an owie on its yeah. chest. Yeah.
2: Someone broke my heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally. God. Earthquake, Earthquake metal. Excited. I love. I love this. And that's the thing. Like nowadays, I think because we're all older dudes, we all can um, acknowledge one one big thing here, and that's like when we. God, we sound so old. Uh, like in the <laughs> in the eighties, and the nineties, and even like the the early two thousands. Like, you had with the radio,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you had whatever, like, your, your, your buddy's older brother was like, hey, check out this band. That's how I found bands like Slipknot, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't on the radio. There was no Spotify. YouTube was not a thing. So, like, we didn't have this explosion of just all this different uh, music, and... Like hearing bands like through even through this, it's like I've never heard of this band, but I love this, mm-hmm. and that's and it's what makes it tough because you can go on Spotify and find millions of artists, mm-hmm. so it's very easy to fall down one specific rabbit hole of like music, and then like liking another and going oh wait there's other bands that sound like Chelsea Wolf
3: mm-hmm.
2: like there's I love that 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 band, but I didn't know that there was like a whole
0: style around that. Deathspell Omega is a French black metal band formed in 1998 in po- Poitiers. The group is an anonymous collective which has never confirmed the identity of any of its members. Their ly- lyrical content often deals with metaphysical satanism and the philosophies of Bataille. Uh, Batier George Albert Maurice Victor Batier was a French philosopher and intellectual working in philosophy, literature, sociology anthropology and history of art. His writings which included essays, novels and poetry explored such subjects as eroticism mysticism surrealism and transgression his work would also prove influential on subsequent schools of philosophy and social theory including Whole structuralism sounds like a lot of isms, mm-hmm. but anyway, that spell omega there, folks. Sounds pretty sweet. This is my favorite
2: oh. black metal.
0: So now, Mike, you mentioned that we were going to talk about
2: mm-hmm.
0: our favorite. This record. There was a period after my second child was no, before my second child was born in 2010 where this album came out and I used to download albums specifically from newalbumreleases.com shout out to all my early Pirate Bay people, just kidding didn't do that allegedly anyways, (laughs) there was this album called uh, White Tomb by a band called Altar of Plagues Mm. and I used to run to this song every day on this treadmill and this song would get me through every single time this this song to me I get, I'm get i getting chills just listening to it uh, like no joke <laughs> when this song kicks in and I'll probably have to fast forward it because there's like 10 minutes of feedback here but um, when this song kicks in like the run I would go on it was just like, it felt like I was watching The Walking Dead at the time and listening mm. to this on a treadmill and I was just like I'm like the guy on the walking dead yeah. running and like everybody's turned, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fun. like your style of guitar playing. It too. is.
0: Totally. Like and the, the, the musicmen, like the way they do that like I that's why I freaked out when I heard this. This is this Irish black metal band founded in Cork by James Kelly. And this album, White Tomb, released in April two thousand nine on Profound Lore Records, is amazing. This song specifically is called As a Womb, and like I said, it's like 11 minutes of just like apocalyptic, like, holy shit. Like, this is an album I will get on vinyl. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. Yeah, I, I
2: love this. This is really, really cool sounding. Atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just... Uh, they they had an album in 2013 last I saw on Spotify but this album I used to listen to all the time and it just hits like like a brick wall when it comes in and you're just like What's the world? song name? It's called the song is called as a womb off the album White Tomb. Here we go.
2: Yeah.
1: listen to.
0: Yeah, those are my chord changes.
1: Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And this is where you're just fucking running, like they're fucking right behind you. (laughs) (laughs) There's no bass. Just
0: run. At he's at Planet Fitness, it's set to like eight. (laughs) (laughs) This, this guy's vocals, too. Yes. Love, love it. Yeah, I, I get chills every time I listen to this. Yeah. Anyway, I love this band. They're amazing, and they... I.
1: It's so atmospheric black metal?
0: Yeah, I would say. Okay. I mean, there's...
1: Oh whoa. I just lost my phone At least it wasn't in the water this time.
3: My kayak flipped. <laughs> um no, I
0: I love I love this band and I can't say enough about the amazing sound of this record just It's kinda dude. death Heaven, pre death Heaven, whoa. Whoa, whoa, hold on, Elsas, Dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dude,
0: I told you this is my favorite of them. I've been wait. I wanted to do a special episode about this band because I love this band so much.
2: I think I'm gonna be listening to this like (laughs) all day tomorrow. Seriously. Yeah, I, I definitely just sent you a link. Yeah. To to my shit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, yep, I see it. All right, so we're going to play Josh's favorite after this. I mentioned Alcest and uh, Deaf Heaven. Actually, Glassfield played with Def Heaven. No, it was really. a really fun show. And they were super nice guys. Like I said, again, that drum change. The poop oh. cats coming just right.
2: Those poopoo cats feel great. <laughs> <laughs> and you and seriously, when you get a good poopoo cat, it just... You, Feel that good poo-poo cat, man. <laughs> Feel
0: it. True. Now speaking of Alice. Oh says, Jesus fucking Christ,
2: man. man! I fucking love this record so much. Like, and now mind you, I'd mentioned Cradle of Filth. Um, they're like my go-to for very extreme um, mayhem. I love the history of, um, but this record. Changed so much. Uh, es- Escalus de Lune from Alsace This is a, a two part song. Um, I'll add this song to the playlist. Yeah, do part one and part two though. Okay. Because they, they, they flow into each other. It's supposed to be one cohesive thing. Mm. Um, this is a band that combines this atmospheric, beautiful guitars with, well, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh they're a french uh black metal band um that the first the first few records specifically are just intense uh but then they kind of shifted away from the uh, black metal a little bit but now they're like coming back into it with mm-hmm. their newer stuff so yeah i i can't recommend this band enough to anybody
1: with a lot of like the uh um atmospheric uh shoegazy black metal i listen to you'll see their their cover albums um their album covers and there'll be just this beautiful majestic scenery yep yes <laughs> it's exactly and then this. it's like oh wow this looks really really nice if you didn't know what it was and then you listen to it and then it starts out very soothing very nice and then it's, like, bah! it's just it's amazing i love it
2: i mean now his voice too he does the big heavy thing like this yeah but then he can also do like really soothing, beautiful stuff mm-hmm. as well. That's the thing I love about this band. They, they, you can never really predict where they're going to go, uh, but they can have songs with intensity and beauty. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've loved this band for a while, too. I'm glad you... you brought them up because i've loved what i've heard of them but now doing this episode i'm full-on ready to check them out more and i i think because i i don't know if it's a weird thing where we played with death heaven and i never really got a chance to like dissect their material yeah this is awesome
1: I love those drums holy shit
0: and i
2: believe it's the first two records he wrote he did everything he he has like a drummer now that he that he works with, but like I think it was the first two,
0: maybe not more, uh, that he did everything on. Mm. It began in 2000 as a black metal solo project by Nij, then became a trio, but members Egnor and Argoth left the band following the 2001 release of their first demo, leaving Nij as the sole member. In 2009, drummer Wint Halter from Les Descrits joined Elsest after eight years with Nij as its sole full-time member. Love that little acoustic touch. Mm-hmm. And that, like, dissonant background.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yep. And then when
0: the poo-poo cat comes, and we're
2: talking about a good poo-poo cat, here it comes. All right.
0: Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it, this harkens back to that little bit, that top string, like Black Sabbath, like, but also like a modern, with the modern effects, the modern production. See, people.
3: Ooh.
1: Love That's it. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Dude, there isn't a I'm person this I've up. met yeah, who's
2: a metal fan that I've been like, dude, no. You, you need Al-Sest. to check out Alcest, and then they do it, and they're like, oh, this is oh, so wait, good. I know
1: Alcest. Yeah, I just discovered them like a couple months ago, and holy shit, yeah, I've been listening to this album, about, which is the uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, their fourth one. Yep. Which I probably should
2: just It's uh, Les Voyages de Lame Yeah, I uh, don't know what it says
0: <laughs> well, French these, these guys are widely credited, Mike With the uh, black gays mm-hmm. Pioneering the black The black gays post black metal genre yes.
1: And you love black yes, gaze. I love black gays I'm gonna have to
0: introduce you to my friend Marcellus Yeah Let's See, He's That's, a black gaze man
1: Hell yeah
2: and this is this is the prime example of here it's coming up in like 10 20 seconds of how this band can go from this intensity mm-hmm. back into something yes. so beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, same. Yeah, I I love that.
0: This would be a fun one to see live.
2: Oh, I have band. a buddy that has seen them live. And cuz I was like well, I was like, "Whoa, well, are they are they good live?" He's like, "Dude, the albums don't do it justice."
0: I feel like I meant the save part of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Damn it, Ashley. Stop doing
2: your shit. What are you buying? <laughs> Shut up, man. What <laughs> are you yes, wanna selling? I
0: just want to listen to the music. <laughs> oh, alright. Here's a coin.
2: <laughs> no, this is beautiful. Gorgeous. I, 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 I want to lay been...
0: in a hammock and count the falling petals of your
3: love. <laughs>
2: I've been chasing this clean guitar tone You'll so get hard. Yeah. Me and
0: you, we'll go to electrical audio. Now that we've got the end, we can go record some music eventually. Right. We only live once, man. Oh, Play dude. guitar.
2: I mean, of all the music I'm writing, let's see. Here's only, what, two two things I'm writing right now? Oh, one of them's
0: with Ryan, too. That's true. Tell Larry to pack up his DJ set love it nice speaking of the shoegazy black metal sound got one more and we'll round it out I like this what are they doing in America?
2: Oh, here's Weezer with their new uh, album (laughs) from the Orange album.
0: Oh, Weezer's good now.
2: The crazy thing is, is I think Rivers would actually be
0: into this. Maybe. He likes black metal. Death Heaven is an American post-metal band formed in 2010. Originally based in San Francisco, the group began as a two-piece with singer George Clark and guitarist Carrie McCoy, who recorded and self-released a demo album together. Following its release, Death Heaven recruited three new members and began to tour. Before the end of 2010, the band signed to Death Wish Inc. and later released their debut album, Roads to Judah. In April 2011, they popularized a the youth style, blending black metal, shoegaze, and post-rock, among other influences later called black gaze by reviewers. Death Heaven's second album, Sunbather, which this song, Dreamhouse, comes from, was released in 2013 to wide critical acclaim, becoming one of the best-reviewed albums of the year in the U.S.
1: Damn, is this your recommendation, Mike? Dude, no, it's not my recommendation, but I love this. Yeah, just, I like. I couldn't tell if that was like a like a fading guitar or if that was keys. Yeah. Um, I like a couple seconds ago. So. Yeah, good. we gotta get
0: a we gotta get a mic wreck. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you wanna?
1: Yeah. Uh, jump
0: on. Spotify here, sure. and play you get to play your.
2: I swear, if you play Girls by the Beastie Boys, <laughs> mega points Larry would love the episode, right? because yeah, by now Larry's already tapped out. He's like, you know what, fuck this production, fuck this bullshit.
0: ID DJ Dingle Hopper, <laughs> Dingle Hopper.
1: <laughs> there he goes, the uh, first one right there. All right, this is a mic suggest. So this is another uh, uh, atmospheric, um, uh, almost like shoegazy black metal band.
2: Dude, I've really, real talk, mm-hmm. it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I started really getting into shoegaze. I've sent uh, you
1: some stuff, I I thought.
2: Yeah, well, and, and I think a lot of it's actually from Ryan, because um, he's like, yeah, check this out. Hey, check this out. And I'm like, oh, so this is what shoegaze
1: is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I I love the musical direction. Yeah. It's like, I I, I guess, like, isn't the definition of shoegaze kind of like a bunch of instruments, but you don't know what's playing? Like, you can't identify what...
2: I think there's a little bit of that, a little bit of the unknown as well in there, because, yeah, the the song structures are different. There's usually long intros with different parts to it, and
0: it's very... um, Power metal in that way. This is great. This is the band's called An Autumn for Crippled Children. The band name was taken from the song An Autumn to Crippled Children by Ebony Lake. The band revelated in 2021 that some members have a side project called Cold Body Radiation. In late 2022, or 2022 another project called Coil Cloud was revelated.
1: Fun fact about this this song. I've actually cried to this song. Like, full-blown no, full tears. Like, it's, it's so beautiful. I, I love it. Oh, I mean, the um,
2: when we played oh, the Alcest... I'm, I'm sorry,
1: real quick. Like, there's a guitar part that's coming up here in a little bit. It's just, it melts me. Yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, kind of...
2: Yeah, when uh, with Alcest, with like I said, that was part two of that specific song, the first part. Mm. Like, yeah, I've cried to that because it's so good.
0: Yeah, and Elsust is one of the recommended likes underneath them, as is Lantlos, a band I dig. Uh, wow, this is great. And this is a band from the Net- Netherlands.
2: There's nothing cool. wrong with crying, people. Nope. Music affects you, and if you feel something, you know you're you're listening to the right thing.
1: Yeah, and it has to be uh, black metal, because if you're cr- crying to anything else, no. Then you're a pussy. Then you're a pussy.
0: This song is called I Became You by An Autumn for Crippled Children. Very cool. 20, 20, and of 2020's post-ish release. So we're all the day, way to modern day. Well, I guess what I'll say about this episode as we, as we round this sucker out and end it, um, music can take whatever form it wants as, as long as it is the soundtrack that you love and it, it can be whatever you want it to be and that's what great art is. It's meant to be the soundtrack when it's music or visually affecting a film or whatever it can be anything. This is awesome, Mike. My suggestion. Add it to the playlist. Love it. So, boys, we talked about black metal. We felt things. We lived, we laughed, we loved. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the motto of black metal. It is. It is. Does anybody have anything they want to mention before we end this episode? Uh, Again, I want to recommend Dead Mean. Yes. Yes. Check yes. out TJ's project. He is a Zanzizi boy. He's part of the boys clubs that we all subscribe to. Yeah. And we rate those boys clubs with five twinkly stars.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of um good stuff happening musically. I mean, Ryan and TJ have Glassfield and I've heard some of those songs and they're very good. You're going to mm-hmm.
1: love them i think
0: they're pretty good
1: Um, i've heard an ep from uh dead me and fucking amazing
0: yeah there's a lot coming down the pipe with him and uh myself and josh has got stuff going as well and as soon as it comes we're gonna come all over the social medias
2: i mean i guess we could say what it is it's yeah remote locations has another record
0: oh yeah, there's that, too. I was talking about your band, Band.
2: Oh, yeah. No, Remote Locations. We we are so hard at work on that record. There's um,
0: literally like
2: 12 songs. Oh, no. It's, dude, it's up to like 17. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have, we have
0: a lot of tracks uh, uh, that are in production. Yeah, I would say it's heavily influenced by a lot of the stuff we have going on. There's, there, this Currently. is this Probably is a very
2: different direction than we did the first record. Yeah, um, yeah, for but, sure.
0: Because there's a lot there's a lot of different styles on there. Vocals, samples. Yeah. Different different positions. Yeah.
2: Oh well, yeah. Because I mean, I'm doing uh, more guitar stuff. You're doing more bass stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna be. I think this is gonna blow the first one out of the water. Yes, I do too. Um, but yeah, I, I also first- have a a project I'm working on. We're writing music. Um, and i don't know that we've actually landed on a band name yet but uh we i mean we're constantly coming up with new like new riffs new everything so i like to think by the end of the year we're probably going to be putting out
0: something i mean you could always just go to a studio and record one song and make it easy for everyone i mean technically we have a recording true that's very
2: good it just doesn't have the vocals yet <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he'll get there he'll yeah. Get it. yeah it's it's it is coming though and it's i mean every time we get together we're it's like you can have band practices where like a lot of a whole lot of nothing happens but each practice it's like we're jumping leaps and bounds like okay wow this is a complete track now this is Oh, there are vocals for it. We just don't have it recorded. You know, stuff like that. So I get it, dude. I like to think by the end of the year, though, that we are going to have something. And honestly, I don't know what it's
0: going to be yet because there's a lot of styles happening. We talk in the Discord too, all of us. So if you want to join something and and shoot shoot the shit or be a part of the Diablo, that's kind of black metal. Playing Diablo, fuck yeah, it is. (laughs) Join my Diablo clan, BCM420 boys. We're going to find a way to join Lilith. I don't want to kill her. I like her. (laughs) We'll change her name to Elizabeth Bathory. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we love you guys. Like the social medias. Join the links in the description. We will see you next week. Have a great
3: one.